again. This is Elizabeth Spring from North Node Astrology. Thanks for coming back to listen. And I want to give a big thanks to all of you listeners out there. We have close to 4,000 downloads on the podcast now. And of course, it's been good to hear from you for contacting me for readings as well. And the book sales have been going up. And, um, it's been great. So, um, I, sometime I would like to have a, be able, a way for you to be able to respond directly to these through my website, North Node Astrology. And I think that will be coming soon. But anyway, if you want to find out more about the books or the readings, that's the way you do it through NorthNodeAstrology.com. Okay, but today we're going to have, um, we're going to be talking about ages 43 through 45, the mindfulness of the type, tightrope walker. <laughs> it's a mouthful. Uh, the Neptune square and the Saturn opposition. So lots to talk about today and thanks for coming by. So today we're going to be talking about ages 43 through 45, and this is from a chapter in my book called Astrology for the Third Act of Life, and the chapter is called The Mindfulness of the Tightrope Walker, the Neptune Square and Saturn Opposition. These are the years of working with the changes you created at the Uranus opposition around age 42. Now, with Neptune squaring itself and Saturn opposing itself, you're working hard to embody the change that you've initiated at the Uranus opposition. Maybe you've moved across the country. Now you have to make roots and friends. You've just had a baby. Now you experience the first few years of keeping that baby alive. A good example of Saturn in action there. And there are the inspiring Neptunian moments too, when you look in your baby's eyes and see how it has all been worthwhile. Is God in there? This is the first time we've mentioned Neptune as one of the uh, transits for the astrology in the third act of life. Neptune is the god of the ocean, and every transit has what I call an upper octave of expression and a lower octave of expression, and Neptune is a good example of this. And in transits, we usually experience both the higher and the lower octaves of each of its expressions. Now, with Neptune, we can see the archetype uh, of the highest form of spirituality, transcendence, compassion, creativity, and selfless love. And yet, its lack of boundaries can bring confusion and every kind of addiction imaginable. Neptune wants to find a sense of transcendence, of ease and relief from the mundane. Is it having a drink, and then another, and maybe one more? Or will you take a walk on the beach at dawn to catch a glimpse of the swans in flight? Neptune transits run the full range between great inspiration and hope, 
to despair, a higher octave and a lower octave. Usually we get a mix of both, but often the strongest effects can be one of unclarity at first. You may feel like the fog is rolling in and you can't see clearly. Nothing is clear as the left brain linear clarity gives way to the right brain imaginative intuitiveness. You're not losing your mind or developing a case of early Alzheimer's. Your brain is simply processing things differently. Now, if you lean away from fear during uh, Neptune transits, you can access the beauty and imaginative gifts of this time. Allow yourself to linger in nature, take photographs, do paintings, write songs and poetry, and generally feed yourself as much inspiration as possible. Go to a music concert or have music with dinner at night. Read a favorite book. This is feeding the higher octave of Neptune, and you'll feel the enchantment that comes with it. So often we have a choice between love and fear in our lives, and we always benefit when we choose love. Yet because we get all that Neptune offers us, undercurrents of anxiety may still occur as we deal with these transits, particularly at this age. So what is calling to be done now? How is this going to play out? Sometimes with Neptune, it can feel like the bottom falls out of, out of a very organized life. In that case, a careful Saturnian reevaluation needs to happen because the lower octave of the Neptune there can be temporary discouragement, a loss of ideals or dreams or spiritual direction. It will return in time after the Neptune transit has passed. This is also the time of life when, <clears throat> excuse me, when death and separation is not uncommon. Sometimes parents may be dying or children leaving home for school or possibly the self-reinvention you did at the Uranus opposition around age 42 may have been so radical that it's taking time for you to find your ground again. This is a transitional liminal period in these ages. It's like being in the hallway between two rooms. You're neither here nor there yet. Your next big life stage will be at the Chiron return at age 51 when you turn your life experience and your wounding into a gift. That is an anchoring time. But you're not quite there yet. And for women, this is often a perimenopausal time. It's hard to rest comfortably in this place. These years often have that in-between liminal quality to them that only patients can cure. Liminal or in-between times are like times of reaching for a poetic state of mind. This is the Neptunian element that relates to pure consciousness itself. Now, the Saturn opposite Saturn aspect right now, combined with Neptune, is like a tightrope walker between two fixed anchors. As you walk between them, you see where you are going and what needs to be done. You strive for balance. 
Patience and mindfulness are called for now, and Neptune will gladly give us that if we make that our intention. Speaking of intentions, as uh, astrologer Caroline Casey once said, the invisible world would like to help, but spiritual etiquette requires that we ask. Whether we call this prayer or making an intention, the essential point is that it's a process of asking, receiving, and commitment. It's about making an intention to ourselves and to whatever we might call our higher power, and not assuming that God knows what you want and need. Spiritual etiquette always says that we must ask for what we want. So that's an important piece to this time, that we must ask for what we want. Carolyn Casey's book, Making the Gods Work for You, is a helpful book for understanding the astrological language of the psyche. Now, I included in this chapter that I'm using today from the book Astrology for the Third Act of Life, what I call ponderings from my journal to explain a little bit more of what I was talking about here. So this is the ponderings from the journal. I forget the words she said that day as we were having coffee together, but they were similar to George, the uh, George Eliot quote that I was familiar with. It is never too late to be who you might have been. I've loved the idea of that quote all my life, but today it had a hollow ring to it. And I remember saying I liked Rilke's quote much better. And then the knowledge comes to me that I have space within me for a second, timeless, larger life, unquote. We both grinned at each other, nodding our heads, as I quietly wondered how this might play out in my life. Because I was not making a career change or getting married or divorced, this felt to be more about a different kind of change, but maybe an important change of making space within me for that larger life. What would that look like? My friend did yoga and was a meditation teacher and a person who lived life slowly. I've done a little yoga and meditation, but I've always been a uh, project-oriented person and more goal-oriented than process-oriented. I wondered, would that change? Could what has been unlived or repressed in me turn around now? We rambled on talking for a while, but ended up exclaiming about all the ways our generation has redefined aging, mostly in the way that we've redefined consciousness itself. As she said, we've rediscovered that through becoming aware of the clutter of thoughts in our psyche, we can clear it out and slow down the endless chatter of the mind. We agreed that we could make room for that second timeless life that Rilke was talking about. We could acquire more spaciousness in our psyches. She's been working at it, but could I do it? Mm, I love that thought of truly changing my mind itself, of changing how I think and how I see things. It's revolutionary, yet it's soft and subtle. It doesn't make each day a marathon of getting things done. 
nor does it make mundane tasks into onerous jobs that must be quickly ticked off a list. Hmm, it's not unlike the idea of being in a poetic state of mind, where the flow of life comes into us in such a way that it is both slower and intense, a way in which we can relax more, process our days, and write about our moments, or paint it, or sing it. It's a way of stepping into the garden with the morning cup of coffee and seeing the vibrant life pulsating there, of seeing the consciousness in the bee and dragonfly and even the flower that puts out its heady perfume. That's the natural consciousness that Neptune favors at this time. After our talk that day, I thought more about what we said and I how I hope that Neptune's grace will infuse this writing for this book and that I will myself slow down long enough to notice things like how the sunlight shimmers on the blue and white vase on the windowsill in the morning when I wake up and that I will notice the luminosity of last night's snow as I look out the window and will pause long enough to take in the sweet smell of brewing coffee. Mindfulness can allow me the space to not be repeating the grocery list that I need to know later, and then I can write. That's the hope. Just like in meditation, we have the thought and then the space. We chop wood, carry water, the groceries, and then the luminous light on the snow. Okay, well, that's what I'm going to be doing today here. Um on this part of um, our podcast, ages uh, 43 through 45, The Mindfulness of the Tightrope Walker, and that is the Neptune Square and the Saturn Opposition in these times. I hope you have enjoyed it. And if you want to read some more articles or um, whatnot, take a look at northnodeastrology.com. And I would love it if um, you told a friend perhaps about our podcast or um, went to Apple Podcast and uh, put up a review. That would be wonderful. Thanks for dropping by today. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>